Up until this point, the future of the Live Golf Tour has pretty much just been speculation. I mean, no one truly knows if the Live Golf Tour is going to make it, if they will continue to be successful, because it's so early on. It just doesn't have the track record to prove whether or not it's going to be a successful endeavor. Just like any business out there that you start, you don't know how it's going to end up. You could be, you know, at the top of your game making millions in no time, or you could lose your business altogether. And it really depends on what type of impact, what type of value, what type of service you can bring to the consumer, the people who are interested in what you have to offer. And with Live Golf having this massive wealth fund from the Saudis behind it, it seems like, well, they could just run this thing, you know, eternally, okay? There's plenty of funding. But when you think about all of the costs associated with getting a professional golf tour up and running, the sheer amount of money that they have shelled out to attract these players from the PGA Tour and get them over onto the Live Golf Tour through signing bonuses and appearance money, the amount of money that they've had to spend uh, in purses in securing the event venues for these golf matches. I'm sure there was some money involved in enticing sponsorships into the Live Golf Tour events. I mean, there's a lot flowing out and there's not a lot that's flowing in. So up until this point, one has to wonder, how long can they last? How long can the Live Golf Tour survive? Well, in a recent announcement, Live Golf is making a step towards true professional golf tour legitimacy. And in this podcast, I'm going to tell you exactly what that is. Welcome to the Rough Golf Podcast, episode number 21. I'm your host, Jake Harris. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Now, before we get into this very big announcement from Live Golf, I'd like to ask you to leave a rating or review for the podcast. It really helps out the pod, and I would greatly appreciate it. So, Live Golf has reportedly signed a broadcasting deal, and that's where the legitimacy comes in, with the CW Network. Now, I know you guys were probably a little bit taken aback by that announcement, just like I was when I found out, because you have to ask, what is the CW? Okay, I have heard of it before, but I'm no longer doing any type of uh, satellite television or cable television. I'm, you know, I'm just on the Netflix and Hulu and all that stuff, so I'm not really uh, concerned with the channels that come with a, you know, a dish or a, a direct TV or whatever. But the CW, when I looked it up, because I had to figure out exactly what type of program it sent out, is mainly aimed at a younger audience, and they don't do a lot of sports. As a matter of fact, I couldn't really find any sports uh, programming that they had on their network. So this seems like a little bit of an odd fit. And today we're going to talk about the pros and cons of Live Golf signing with the CW Network. So with Live Golf, currently, they are broadcasting on YouTube, okay? And it's totally free. They haven't been charging anything for any of their events. So they're not really gaining any money back. And then, of course, I, I read articles and uh, reviews about people purchasing tickets for Live Golf events. Some of them were free. Some of them were severely discounted. So you know that they're not making their money back in, you know, either free ticket sales or severely discounted ticket sales. And 
broadcasting on YouTube. Well, with a step towards a national network like the CW, even though it's not known for sports, this adds an air of legitimacy to the tour. You are getting on a national network where there is going to be ad revenue, there are going to be broadcast revenue uh, deals for Live Golf. Now, from what I understand, uh, like currently the PGA has something like a $600 million uh, revenue deal with its broadcasting companies, which, you know, don't quote me on that. It's somewhere in the ballpark of what they're getting for their broadcasting rights. Well, Live Golf is not getting anything near that, okay? I, I'm almost wondering uh, if they are not even having to maybe shell out a little bit of money to make this um, jump happen, you know, where they can get on a uh, true old-fashioned um, television network, okay? So they're not seeing the money that the PGA Tour is, but there are many benefits to Live Golf making this jump, okay? Um because they're on a traditional network and they're going to gain that legitimacy, they are able to now use the time that they have being broadcast on the CW and present that to other broadcast networks in the future. Okay, Let's just say that for 2023, LiveGolf broadcasts on the CW and the results are better than expected, which likely they will be. Okay, I, I believe that... Uh, you know, there are there is an element of golf viewership out there that doesn't know how to go online to YouTube and watch golf, okay? There is an older crowd out there that is maybe interested in live golf and don't really have access to, you know, getting online and watching it that way. But they do have Dish Network or DirecTV or any of the cable providers that cover the CW network, and... That's an easy opportunity for them to go and look at Live Golf, you know. Some of them maybe just want to see it out of curiosity. So that right there alone will increase the potential audience for Live Golf and their tour. Another big benefit is that Live Golf and the CW are aimed at a younger audience. The CW is traditionally a broadcasting network aimed at a younger audience. So that is a good connection there. You know, getting younger people interested in golf, maybe something they, they never heard of before, like Live Golf Tour, the PGA Tour, and, you know, they think of golf as some, you know, crazy old guy sport or something like that. Well, maybe they're flipping through and they find the CW and they say, hey, whoa, let me watch this golf thing for a little bit and see what it's like, you know. And that's another way to gain more attention and legitimacy for your tour. So you've got a younger audience, you've got a broader reach, because it's a national television network, and you've got the potential to make money off of advertising revenue. All right, all good things for live, all good things. Because currently, they're not making any advertising revenue off of traditional means, all right? They're broadcasting on YouTube. Uh, I think they're broadcasting on their own website. And that's just, you're not going to, number one, reach a huge audience. I mean, YouTube's big. It is big. But how big is it for live golf television? It's not something that's really, I don't know, it's not something that's, in my understanding, sought after. Because every time that I turned on a live golf uh, event on YouTube, there'd be like, I don't know, 17,000 watching or something like that. 
So, you know, it's not the numbers that they want to see. So a traditional network like the CW is a very good thing for them just because it's kind of like the brick and mortar, if you will, of uh, television. And, you know, streaming services like Netflix, Hulu, or uh, even YouTube, anything like that is not really reaching all of the potential audiences that are out there, especially the audiences that like to watch golf. Some of them are older and just, like I said before, don't have the ability to get on there. Now, we're going to talk about some of the potential cons that uh, Liv could encounter with this, okay? Number one would probably be that the CW is not really known for sports broadcasting, all right? So this is something entirely new for their network as well, all right? So, you know, you can't, I remember back when I was a kid and we had like either the, it was either the rabbit ears or it was like basic cable. There was maybe 10 or 12 channels. We knew that the football game was going to be on channel three or channel five or whatever, but we knew that was the channel to go to, to watch that sport, right? With Live Golf, they have to establish a, a name for themselves on the CW so that people know, hey, if I want to check out that Live Golf match, I got to go to the CW network. That's where I'm going to find that live golf match, okay? I don't know if uh, Live Golf is still going to broadcast on their website or if they're still going to broadcast live on their YouTube channel. I'm sure they are going to do highlights and things like that on their YouTube channel. Um, that's just like the PGA Tour is doing. They're, they are going to continue to do that, I guarantee it. But I don't know if uh, the agreement with the CW Network is going to allow them to broadcast simultaneously on either their website, their personal website, or YouTube. So that would be something interesting to find out. But again, the CW is not known for sports broadcasting. So I think there's going to have to be a lot of, lot of press, a lot of PR to get that message out there like, hey, this is where you can find us. We're on the CW. Now here's something else that, that might throw a wrench in the mix, not necessarily for the Live Golf Tour, but for the PGA Tour. Okay, here's a little interesting fact, and this was actually uh, something that I found in an article off of uh, golf.com, and it talks about how the two uh, current PGA Tour broadcast partners, which is uh, Warner Media, also known as Discovery, and Paramount, which is CBS, actually have a small minority stake in the CW network. I'm gonna let that marinate for a second. The guys that are broadcasting the PGA Tour events and have a contractual agreement with the PGA Tour to broadcast these events also have small ownership for the CW network that has just signed a deal with Live Golf to broadcast their events. How do you think that's gonna play out in the boardroom? I think that's gonna make for an awkward conversation between the PGA Tour execs and these two broadcasting companies, Discovery and CBS. That's going to be pretty interesting. I, I would like to know how that's all going to shake out. You know, will Discovery and CBS sell off their ownership in the CW? Or is diversification in the professional golf world as good as it is in any other facet of investment? Personally, if it were me, I'd keep my stake in the CW because I'd like to see how everything panned out. But I think that um, with this move to the CW, Live Golf will get more attention from pretty much every corner of uh, the country, if not the world. All right. 
what does this mean for the PGA Tour? Okay, because there's still this big, huge battle. PGA Tour, Live Golf, they're just going after each other and thinking that there's not enough space for the both of them. Well, I don't believe that that's true. I believe that there is enough space for both of these entities to exist in the global golf community. I've said it before on many of my previous podcasts that there's enough space. You're going to have you're going to have fans of both, okay? Some people will watch the PGA Tour because they want to see Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth play, or some people will watch Live Golf because they want to see DeChambeau and uh, Dustin Johnson play, all right? It, there's going to be plenty to go around, all right? Competition is a good thing, and I believe that in uh, in this situation as well with the PGA and the Live Golf Tour. Now, if Live Golf does indeed seal the deal and gain access to the broadcasting on the CW, because they're still in early talks, but it's it's a strong likelihood from everything that I've read and seen that uh, they're going to, you know, sign on the dotted line and then be broadcast on the CW. How do you think the PGA Tour is going to react? Okay. Previous to this announcement, Live Golf has been on YouTube and their own website. I'm sure there's a few other places that you can watch it, but it's not really like a, a nationally recognized network. I think that the PGA is going to be a little nervous about this. All right. If... Live Golf does really well on the CW. What's to stop any of these other broadcasting uh, networks from saying, "Hmm, maybe, maybe I should throw my hat in the ring and see if I can't uh, talk to Live Golf and maybe make them a better deal on a on a more sports based network." I mean, this is a trial run for Live Golf. If they do well enough, if they can present other broadcasting companies with evidence of growth or interest, or revenue earned from their events, that's good. That opens up options for them, you know? And then they are truly in direct competition with the PGA. Then they all have to come back and say, whew, we need to renegotiate deals. We need to see what's getting the most attention at the time. It's going gonna, it's gonna to put things in, in a bit of a tailspin for the PGA, I believe. Of course, this is all based on how well Live Golf does on the CW and if it actually gets some traction. I mean, they could just, you know, release it and it's spinning its wheels for six months. And at the end of the 2023 season, maybe there's a renegotiation to bump it off the network, which could happen. It could. Good. Not sure that it will, but it may happen. So ultimately, over the 2023 season, the PGA is still going to earn a lion's share of broadcasting revenue from its uh, network partners. It is, okay? It is the traditional golf that everybody loves, that we all grew up with, that, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of viewers love to see during golf season. They just can't get enough of it. And one thing you have to think about is all of the traditionalists, you know, I know for a fact that many of the older golfers that I've talked to do not like live golf. They don't. They feel like it's in some way, uh, you know, against the traditions of golf and they just, they don't want to see it continue. They like the PGA. That's the way that they have seen golf uh, produced and played on the professional level and they like it. You know, they don't want to get rid of it. You don't want to 
get rid of something that's working, okay? That's why I think there'll still be viewership for the PGA Tour, even if Live Golf is successful at becoming uh, recognized on uh, the CW network or any other broadcasting network. There'll still be room for the PGA Tour, but people are more comfortable with the PGA Tour's layout for now, okay? Just as I mentioned before, those older guys, they like the way the PGA Tour is set up. They like the 72 holes. They want to see the cut. They like talking about who missed and who made the cut. Okay, they're comfortable with the uh, events that the PGA puts out there. They're, you know, year after year, you got similar events. You're familiar with them. And it's just, it's it's hard to give up. It's like a comfortable pair of shoes. You got it all broken in. You know they're going to fit well. You know they feel good on your feet. So you just roll with them, right? You don't want to get into a new pair of shoes unless your old ones are, well, worn out. And I'm not saying that the PGA Tour is worn out, but maybe this introduction of the Live Golf Tour is a call for a bit of modernization for the PGA Tour, you know, and it's it's evident, and even the players that have stayed and advocated for the PGA Tour, they want more of a voice. They want more involvement in the PGA Tour, and you don't want that unless you want to see some sort of uh, change or some sort of growth or something like that. Whether it's monetary or rules-based or event-based, they want to see some sort of change, okay? Yes, they're fans of it. These players are fans of it, but they also want involvement in it, all right? That says a lot. That says, that says a, a ton about the current state of the PGA Tour. If Live Golf does gain traction with the CW Network, I guarantee you're going to see the PGA Tour's current broadcasting contract get revised in some way, shape, or form, or their event layout will be changed. There'll be some sort of reduction of events to highlight more events, to make it more of a, of a spectacle, or to bring larger names in golf uh, to that one specific event. You know, They're going to try to make every event as exciting as possible so they can get as many eyes on it uh, instead of having you know a slew of events where they're trying to split up all of their viewership over these different events. So I think there will be inevitably uh, some sort of uh, change to their current broadcasting contract, which will result in a change to their event layout and or uh, purse amounts. And you've already seen it, but I think it will grow even more just to meet the demands of the players because that's what everybody's going to see. They are the talent. That's what people want to watch when they're watching professional golf. They have a specific group of players or maybe one player that they really like to follow and they want to see how they're going to do. So if you guys enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating or review. I would greatly appreciate it. It really helps out the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on swinging. Thank you.